Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastep. I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast, special Halloween edition. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's, there's All of our as, uh, episodes are special Halloween that's, editions. That's is right. Is that why you're kidding? That's right. <laughs> do, you, do you have any plans? What, what, what are you doing for Halloween? You know, I... What's the I, typical I, thing? I don't have plans. I'm hoping to see a World Series game if there's one on that night that mm. that's usually my plan mm-hmm. is marcia answers the door and i hope for baseball i hope for baseball we have live group that night so we will have candy at the ready if neighbors come knocking on our door i'm ready to say say hello to them so that's always a well, win. oh now now you sound like i wasn't trying to undercut you better you can enjoy me. your I'm baseball like a hermit you can, yes. no, you can enjoy baseball your baseball hermit. baseball hermit uh well Maybe we can talk about some skeletons in the closet. Who knows? Um, I was, I had coffee with a friend, neighbor, the other day. And uh, remembering that you were talking with someone over coffee about politics, I was uh, sitting there having coffee with them. And we, we ended up talking about politics because that's kind of a typical thing that happens. So if you want coffee, uh, just have invite, coffee there. In, uh, invite Eric and talk uh, coffee. There you go. Or talk politics, excuse me. But uh, we, we were talking on about politics and really I don't think we would we'd probably disagree about a lot of politics so it's not like we're okay. sitting on the same side of the aisle or anything um, but he was bummed about the prospects of uh, the election in 2024 looking very similar to the prospects or to what the election was in 2020 mm-hmm. um, namely uh, a, a Trump versus Biden scenario and he was just kind of bummed and man, this is, this is not good. And I'm not looking forward to this and I don't really like this. And I was kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't like it either. I don't want any of this. Maybe you won't want to have coffee with Eric <laughs> after all this. <laughs> um, and we were commiserating a little bit about, man, I wish there were better leaders. I wish there were um, better people that were wise and were uh, someone that we could say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with you having some some level of control over any level of government, because uh, it seems right now, and I know it's not, this is not unique to the, the, the current time, but it, there's not a lot of confidence. And even we were joking uh, several weeks ago about my boys walking through the house um, singing, the speaker has not been elected, which I think is really funny now because <laughs> after that was recorded, there, there's still not a speaker of the house, which is a different problem in a different episode and all those different things. But um our reason for confidence in our self-rule <laughs> was not high. So we were commiserating about that as we were drinking coffee. And then I just kind of realized, and, and part of this may be because of our episode on sins of our fathers and, and thinking more communally or collectively rather than individualistically, I just kind of realized, you know, this, this is not someone else's problem. This is our problem. This is not, I am not exempt from this problem. And the problem being, I don't like the way things are going. I don't like the way America um, is being ruled or not being ruled. Um, and well, exempt is one thing. I mean, to say it's you're exempt is one thing. 
I, I think it, the way we typically think about it is I'm a bystander in this drama mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. playing out on some mm-hmm. uh, national stage or you know, even local stage, and I'm just a bystander. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think what, you're, what I hear you saying is that maybe it's, it's really our problem mm-hmm. and uh, we're not merely bystanders. Right, right. And I, I do think bystander is a good little referent there especially because so much of our view of things is through a TV screen. It's easy to think about all of those things as, oh, that's the, that's the political show well, over there. I stand there. by and watch. Right. That's what I do. Right. I watch. And yeah. just, just like I watch my favorite sitcom or my favorite drama, um, things are just as bonkers uh, if I go to C-SPAN, which I know no one does but me, but um, it's just as bonkers over there, and I can view it the same way. Ah, those actors over there are doing that thing, and man, I wonder what the writers are going to come up with next. It, it's just crazy. It, yeah, as though it's fiction. Right, right. It's, and and if you if you were to ask that question, oh, of course I know it's not fiction, but but truth <laughs> is stranger than fiction. Special Halloween special edition. Special Halloween edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> oh, so anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I was saying it's our problem. It's not someone else's problem. Mm. It's not them over there. It's not um, not just their fault. Oh, if they would have just done the right thing, whoever they is, probably the people against us, whatever that means. Um, that's not reality. And I think to kind of tease that apart, I think we probably have to do a little bit of a political lesson before we can go to a civics what lesson? Are we, a civics lesson. Yep. Um, well, just as a way of introducing civics lesson, mm-hmm. you complained about not, you know, trusting or not being hopeful about mm-hmm. the people we're putting forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, Even that phrase, we are putting forward. Well, I took, I, excuse me, I took too much responsibility. <laughs> I? No, I think the founders re- recognize that that's going to be a recurring issue. And they built the government mm. for that case, really, in some regard. In some regard. Yeah. Yes. To, to be, you know, slow moving, to be hard to change, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. uh, checks and balances. All those things were built in because they knew that yes, in fact, um, people would feel about it like you feel about it, Eric. I, I yes, I agree in part. Okay, and then then lay your civics lesson. Well, let, let me let me. I'm going to jump on this one first, and then we'll go to the other civics lesson. I think they, and we've talked about this before. It's going to go slow. It's purposely slow. It's it's assumes that people are broken and. Um, have poor interests, so we're gonna we're gonna got, kind of gum up the work so it doesn't move as quickly as we as we want it to. One of the things I don't think the founders anticipated is that something like Congress would ever not want to do their job, would ever not want to um, guard their prerogative, their um, uh, station in the government. If you if you read the Constitution, Article One is Congress. It's not President. The first thing they talked about was not the Supreme Court. It was not the President. It was Congress, and they they hemmed in. Um, mm-hmm. the Congress, because we're going to give it so much power, and now Congress doesn't do anything. <laughs> they they try to get on TV and, and um, make fundraising hits and all those type of things. Um, and I think that was unanticipated. Like, wh- what do you mean the they Congress— They didn't anticipate TV? They didn't anticipate Congress being willing to give up their authority on things. Mm. And I think that they've done a lot of that in— um, kind of handing things to the executive branch. So the executive branch is far more powerful yes, that's true. than it was when the founders put together the Constitution. True. So I think that is a little off balance in that uh, 
that lack of desire for that body to say, hey, we're going to we're going to make sure we govern and we're going to make sure we keep our authority. That's kind of messing things up. And then the the incentive cycle is a bad one because it's, oh, if, if you get elected, then you can get on TV, then you can raise money. And then you, the incentive cycle is how do I remain elected rather than how do I do the honorable work of um, making Serving laws. my country. Right, yes. right. And the people that we keep sending there are engaged in the wrong incentive cycle. So- there's who, who incentivizes them? Oh, that's us. <laughs> it's our problem. <laughs> it's okay. our problem. Continue. <laughs> um, so that's the one civics lesson, kind of. Uh, the other one, I think it's worth remembering that uh, we're a republic. Uh, in the, this is one way of saying we do self-rule. So if, if, if we're a republic, we rule ourselves. So again, it's our problem. We rule ourselves. Whatever we're doing, it's us. We're doing it. Um, we are responsible for governing ourselves at all levels, whether that's the federal level, that's the, the national level or the state or the city or your county or whatever. Um, most, maybe there's some exception where it's not republic uh, in some little sphere of America, but I would think by and large, most of those are going to be re republic style governance. And the method by which we engage self-rule is democracy, which is, hey, everyone's going to vote. Uh, that not everyone, but um, people above the age of 18, you have the vote. There's some other exceptions, but uh, that is the, the method by which we engage our republic. So I just put two levels of it's our problem. So re republic, we self-rule. So if I'm one of... Well, and, and I think you just have to stop and I want to stop. I mean, hearing you just talk about that just makes me so grateful that, mm -hmm. that I do have this problem. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. It's my, you know, the fact that it is my problem is amazing. Right. I mean, that's in the history of all politics and all of the world. Right. The fact that it is a problem of uh, actual citizen is remarkable. Right. And very, very rare. And the fact then that it's my um, problem and actually I have some level of, mm -hmm. you know, say about it is, is also just really, I'm really thankful for all that. Right. No, that's great. It, having it be our problem is not just negative. It's right. you also have some play. You also have some ability to uh, direct a particular way. So, and, and there's many, there are many different types of government. And if we were in different types of government, we would have, sometimes we would have just no response to a problem. So, so Plato talked about various um, styles of government in his book, The Republic. And he starts with what if we had aristocracy or, or some kings? He called them philosopher kings, aristocracy being the best, the best will rule. And we'll have these few people and they'll be the best and their, their desires will not be um, for gain, it will not be for honor, it will not be for riches. They're, they just want to be wise and they want to rule. So if, if it was aristocracy, then the aristocracy would rule and um, it would be fine because in that assumption, they're philosopher kings and they, they're, they're pursuing wisdom. So in, in that regard, you and I wouldn't have any, it wouldn't be self-rule at all. We'd be sitting here going, oh, things are actually going well because wise people um, are, are ruling. And I'm not saying this but, is a, a put, go ahead. Supposing that wise people are right. ruling. Right. The, the assumption would be that there are wise people. Um, and the way Plato described it, or Socrates taught in the, in the mouthpiece of Socrates, is uh, uh, th that particular t style of government would degrade. It would degrade to a timocracy, which means um, rule by the, the honorable. So now the emphasis is not just the pursuit of wisdom, it would be the pursuit of honor. So the people who want honor, 
their, their incentives are different. They want honor. So it would, it would degrade and you'd have people trying to get honor and be in a position of power. Um, like being on TV, like, uh, raising money, like the things so we're talking potentially, about. Potentially, potentially. Okay. Um, and then that one eventually degrades and would go to an oligarchy, which would be rich, uh, ruled by the few, but probably with an aim toward riches, aim toward, um, gain. And then, uh, the oligarchy degrades to democracy, and that would be people taking um, taking from the few and going to the many. The many will now rule. And in Plato's description of government, democracy is not it, it's a it's the fourth level down in degradation from um, rule by the wise, because it's the people will just do whatever. It's not necessarily a republic. It's just we're all going to vote and we're going to do the thing and whatever. Really, whatever the mob says is what we're going to do. Um, and then from there, it degrades down to tyranny. And what's interesting about tyranny is eventually you have um, the, the a democracy, people are driven by their passions. They're driven by their wants. And eventually, all you have to have is a demagogue or someone say, hey, everybody, if you give me the power, I'll give you what you want. I'll give you your appetites. I'll, let, I'll, I'll satisfy your appetites. And so the democracy will say, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can have all the power, and that's how you get. That's how you get tyrants. That's how you get demagogues. Is is they um, say, "Hey, just just give me the power, and I'll take care of it. You won't have to worry about anything." So there's there's various levels or various types of government, from from ideal to not ideal, and obviously an aristocracy. That we don't live in a perfect world where there can be perfect um, a perfect monarchy or a perfect anything. So it doesn't work that way. But what's interesting about ours is we kind of have a mix of those things. We have we have a, a rule of the few in the Senate, and we have um, a moderated House. So there's um, the rule of the people, but with a with a, a mediation. It's not all of the country voting. It's uh, what is it? Three hundred and sixty-five people or something are the House of Representatives. Um, you have some. Even the Supreme Court is something a little bit more removed as well. It's not. Th theirs is not a popular election. It's something set aside so they can interpret the laws and all these things. So we have kind of a hybrid version of, of some of these, but I think the, the dangers of democracy are still there because if you are pursuing the wrong things, eventually all you need is someone to tell you, hey, we'll give you what you want if you just vote vote for me, which I think... We hear all the time. We hear all the time. Yeah. And that's that's where my concern comes in because we, we are getting the... Uh, the degradation of democracy because you have people, in, whether it's truthful or not, they can still just say, hey, I'll give you what you want and you vote for me. And now we, we're seeing some of those ramifications. And so in some respect, our problem is that we fall for it every time. Mm -hmm. Our problem is that we believe the promise when in fact you can tell mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, okay. Right. So that's part of our problem anyway. All right. So all that civic lesson to say, um, we're, we're a little bit different than any pure version of the things that Plato lays out or Socrates lays out. We have a republic. We have a responsibility to self-rule. And again, the, the method by which we do that is by voting, by a democratic system. We, we vote. Um, but I, I think the point I want to make is if we're a republic, if, we're, if we do self-rule, we have to own that we do self-rule. And Ours is not an isolated, we're not just islands going, well, I, I, I endured the election and now it's it's broken and I guess I can't do anything about it. And man, I wish those people would get their act together. And 
I know that's my that's that's my kind of default. I, or I've even heard the I'm going to vote so that I'm allowed to complain later. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. I right, voted for right, blank. Right. Right. I, now now I have my excuse to complain, and I want us to think about one another. There's always another election coming because we live in a republic and we self rule, and the means by which we do that is democracy. So there's always going to be another election coming, and don't fall into this trap of just we're individuals we're um we're just we can commiserate but we don't we can't do anything about it um and i have some ideas about some actions but one of the things and kind of a little bit jokingly in in response to the sins of our fathers episode that we did it, some of it might just need to be confession like we did this. This this is our. Maybe we didn't take things seriously enough. Maybe we believe the lies po- politicians said. Maybe we thought, oh, maybe they will give me what I want. And yeah, I'll 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 hold my nose and I'll vote this one way this one time. Um, I don't know what level you've engaged or not engaged, but there might be some level of man. This we did this. This is this is a problem, um, and I I can't just ignore the problem. I need to recognize the problem, and um, part of that m- might be confession. So. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, and I, I don't know if the story is worth sharing, but um, I experienced this really for one of the first times uh, the day after the 2016 election. I remember driving to a site visit, and I was just so impacted by um, that election, and really be surprised by all of it because it was just so unexpected. Obviously, 2016, but remember feeling. Uh, I felt like I was a member of a community, multiple communities. I was a member of America, um, a member of my state for sure, and I was a member of the church. And to whatever degree those three pe- things were involved in electing um, electing Trump as president, I was I was just sad. Like, man, okay, America, we did this. Whatever, however it happened, we did this, and we're all in this together. And I can't I can't say not my president, not my problem. I didn't vote for for this. Um, and I remember thinking on a church level too, like, I don't know how, how this works. And there was, there was many, um, statistical things that came out later. So many, so many percentage. Well, it took a little while for that, right. but then that's kind of, but I it, anticipated it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, so yeah. It so, so I remember even thinking just as a church, like, okay, we did this to some degree. And I, I was impacted by what I perceive to be the future ramifications of just our witness as a church. What, um, how are people going to want to talk about the embassy of the kingdom um, when, okay, so many people voted this way and so many people voted that way. And I, there was a couple of times I was driving to Hood River for a site visit for work and I had to pull over because I was just over overwhelmed by some of it and, um, and just had to kind of sit and think and, and uh, work through it. But I think it was because of this. It was it was not just a, it, I'm an individual. I'm not a part of any of this stuff. It was, no, actually, this I'm a part of a community. I'm, I'm a citizen of America. I'm a citizen of Oregon. Um, I'm a member of uh, of the church. And uh, and when I say church, I mean American church, big, not, big not local yeah. church, um, though I'm a member of that also. But that was one of the first times in a political sense I can remember feeling like a member of a whole, not just an individual actor, not really sure what to do with this paper ballot and how I'm supposed to interact with it. So I'm, I'm bringing my uh, response eight years ago in hoping that we don't just position ourselves as individuals coming up really this next year, because we're gonna have to go through it all again. And I'd rather have us go through it uh, knowingly and 
responsibly rather than be surprised by it. Well, you're not saying that collectively we should throw our weight in one direction or another. Actually, that, yeah, I'm probably saying the opposite. <laughs> right, that's not what you're saying. So you're not really, yeah. you're not arguing for collective action in that no. respect. I guess that's probably worth saying. Yeah, that's that. good. That's good. I'm, I'm more just arguing for responsible engagement. Um, and I, I, th I think responsible engagement means I can't be flippant. I can't just be... Well, it means you own the problem. I own That's the problem. That's what responsibility yep. means is, is mm -hmm. I own the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I own the problem whether I can fix it or not. Right. See, I think there are a lot. Right. I have a lot of problems I can't fix, but they're my problems. Right. You know, and other people might help me mm -hmm. carry them, but, but mm -hmm. I have responsibility. And I think that's what you're saying, right? Right. Definitely. Okay. And, and responsibility, if you're going to be a wise, um, a wise responsible person, then, then you can't be flippant about something. And I think one of the, one of the temptations towards flippancy would be, I'm just going to play the partisan game. I'm going to pick my team, red or blue, and I'm just going to do whatever partisan thing, uh, the red or the blue team would expect me to do. And, I think that's only exacerbated the problem. We've already talked about politicians um, in, uh, promising things that they can't they can't give, and and we we give up. Um, we vote for them when they say those things, and the incentive cycle we're we're commissioning them to only exacerbates this partisan thing. So when we just go partisan only, I, I okay, what, what's my team? I've done my work because I voted for red or I voted for blue. I think we only make we only encourage that problem because we're not demanding more of the people that are representatives. Um, again, we're going to be a republic. We're, we're going we're gonna to self-rule, and it, that's, a, that's a moderated thing. There's people who are mayor. There are people who are on the city council. There's people who are on the county council. There's people who are representatives, and there's the president, and all those things. We have to expect more than, hey, what color jersey do you wear? Oh, you wear that jersey? I vote for that jersey. Okay, whatever you do, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to defend you. And then vice versa, whatever they do, I'm going to automatically be against because they wear the other jersey. It just becomes a big football game. Um, and I, I do think if you listen to or, or read any kind of civic type literature, there's a lot of talk about negative polarization, which means I um, hate the opposite team more than I like my own team. So that, that's a partisan thing that's happening more and more and, and drives us to do things Really, I think that we wouldn't excuse ourselves uh, eight years ago for doing. If we just drive ourselves towards partisan things, we, we excuse ourselves. Oh, we, oh, that's okay because they're they're that bad, and that's okay because the, the other team, um, the other team pushed the boundaries, so I can push the boundaries, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. So, I think a responsible engagement of uh, self rule would be, nope, I'm not going to use those arguments to allow myself to do things that would be beyond the pale. Well, so, I mean, I'm hearing this is our problem mm -hmm. as a sort of a collective thing. And then you're, but you're saying then that you're choosing, you know, a red collective or a blue collective. Mm -hmm. And you're saying not to do that, even though I'm saying I'm, I'm part of a bigger thing. It's not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just said a minute ago, don't, you know, the church isn't going to throw its collective weight somewhere, but... Mm -hmm. But you're all, I mean, help me understand the difference between uh, w this is our problem and, right. you know, our red team or our blue. I mean, are, sure, you, sure. are you not talking about our red team or our blue team? Because those are collective identities also. Those are different collective identities. Right. Mm -hmm. When I say our, our problem, I'm more talking about, in this case, 
me and my buddy were having coffee. We're talking about America's problem. Um, and I'm part of America and he's part of America and he might be blue team and I might be red team. doesn't matter. It's our problem together. And if I allow myself to engage with just, well, I can't really talk to you because I'm on the red team and you're on the blue team. I'm going to make our collective problem even worse because well, now we can't talk to each other. Well, that and I think some of it is if, uh, as is the case in Oregon, the blue team wins, mm-hmm. um, then as red team member, it's not your problem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's partly what you're getting at, right? That's, yeah. Is that, yeah. that if it's, you know, it's win or lose and if you lose, well, it's not your problem. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that that's what you're trying to get at. So right. you're saying that it is your problem. Right. Regardless of whether, you know, your team won or lost right. or whatever you hoped would happen, happened. Right. It remains your problem after you vote. Yes. Even. Yes. I, mean, I think that's some, of, that's some of what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. And it, it's because, again, I keep using the word republic, but we, we do self-rule. And if, if your team loses whatever that means, we don't just go home and go, well, let me know when you're done and we get to, we get to vote again. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is still our temporary home. This is still the place where we live and the place where, where we're going to love our neighbors. So how are we going to do that? Well, you're having the same problem that the politicians are having, right? Politicians are going from election to election saying, what do I need to do now to get elected later? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, I'm home crying in my soup, waiting mm-hmm. till the next election. I mean, mm-hmm. you're both like postponing any action right until later and then you're blaming them and, right and again the whole thing is that it's our problem mm-hmm. yeah and i i think that is a, that is a good point just the the only action that occurs is not just during the election so if it's if you take responsibility for the problem then you have two years of work before another national election comes up and and we can get to that the work can come at multiple levels but uh, i think having responsibility means you will expand the scope of when you can do work. And it's not just November. What is it? Second Tuesday in November. Um, it's not just those times. It's all the time. Well, you, uh, I think you sound like, uh, what Stephen Covey and seven habits of highly effective people. If, oh, there you, go. if you, uh, work within your sphere of influence, your sphere of influence expands. Mm-hmm. And if you try and work outside of your sphere of influence, uh, in your sphere of concern mm-hmm. in, in his words, then nothing happens with your sphere of influence. You don't, it doesn't right. get any bigger, but you're saying, yeah, I'm going to work with what I have right. and see what, what happens. Well, in our language of responsibility, if you don't tend to your sphere of influence, you're, you, you're responsible for that sphere to some degree. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do anything there, it will probably shrink and probably, uh, people will be neglected at very least because that's, that's your sphere. Those are your relationships. Um, I think one other thing that's worth noting, if, if I, I say it's our problem, that will allow me to think quite differently about my vote, especially if, if you take my advice and um, don't just play the partisan game. The, my vote now matters not just because I'm trying to make sure one of the teams get across the finish line. My vote matters because it will affect the way I engage uh, my city, state, nation. And it, it'll, change, it'll change the way... I steward the Republic. I think if, if that sounds very presidential of you, how <laughs> I steward the Republic. <laughs> Seriously. No, I mean, but, but the reality is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yours as much as it's anybody else's. And, and I think, um, I, th- the, there's a quote 
uh, your specifically for president, your vote for president, and I, and I think this is Ramesh Panuru, he's one of the editors at National Review. He said, um, your vote for president has an infinitesimal, infinitesimal uh, influence on who will actually become president. And, and know that, that's worth knowing if you're gonna sure. do that. Uh, but he said it has a great degree of influence on wh who you want to be president. So that's something I'm always thinking about. Okay, I'm about to cast my vote in this thing. That will change me. I don't know how it will change me, but if I vote for someone, it will change me. It'll it'll change the what my posture with that person, whoever that person is, um, because I voted. And maybe maybe I just barely. You know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna use the lesser of two evil argument, and I'm just gonna hold my nose and vote for this person. Now my relationship to that person has changed. And eventually I'm going to go, say they win. Eventually they're going to do something I don't agree with. And just psychologically, I don't want to be associated with, with voting for a bad person. So now I, all of the temptations are going to be for me to um, defend and or minimize or, well, no, that didn't really happen or, or whatever. Um, and that's, that's something to think about. When I vote for someone, it's not just a, I filled in a little bubble with some pen and that's, that's the only effect it has on me. I think it has great effect on me, especially the more prominent that person is because you're probably gonna see them. You're, you're gonna not see them in person, but see them on TV and your, your support or not for them um, will have influence on how you view them and how you engage, uh, engage again, stewarding the Republic. So that's something I think about pretty seriously, especially with the more prominent um, I've, and I've positions. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I don't know if we've shared it on this podcast, but I've, I've written in for many, um, many elections because I didn't want to, uh, influence my own self negatively, um, having voted for someone that I couldn't say, you know what? I would love it if they led the Republic. Mm -hmm. I would love it. Um, I would trust them, um, holding the levers of power. So I found myself going, uh, I don't see any options where I can say that. So rather than, uh, change rather than influence myself in a negative way. I'm going to write someone in here that I would trust. Um, and, and the writing wasn't a joke. It was, no, I'm serious about this. That's a, that's mm. a real vote. Um, but it's not Daffy Duck or something right. like that. Daffy Duck. Yeah. He's gotten a number of votes over the years. Oh, I'm sure he has. Santa Claus is, is way up there. It's a Halloween thing. thing. <laughs> so that, that's something, uh, because I view myself as responsible for what we're doing, I also need to be responsible for my own interaction with the Republic as well. And the way I vote will have a great influence on how I do that. So that's something to consider. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I think we go back to the actions. When, when do actions occur? What can we do? I would recommend doing something more than just commiserating over a cup of coffee. But I do think sitting across from tables with people who don't agree with you is a great action to do. And and I've done that as well since I had this coffee, just just sitting across the table and, and talking about different political things with people. And our our base, um, our base set of beliefs would probably be in conflict, but we all care for our neighbors, and and we want to serve, and we want to um, we want to leave this place better than we found it. That kind of thing. So I, I do think even the most bare action of just, Hey, I'm going to try to have coffee with people that probably disagree with me because they're my neighbors. That's, that's a win. That's a, I am responsible for my neighbors. I'm responsible for my interaction with them. I think that's a good little thing. Um, and then you have two, two years between national elections of, of doing things, of engaging your sphere of influence. That could be, I'm going to serve, um, 
well, it could be at the, just at the street level. I'm going to make sure I know my neighbors. I'm going to interact with them. I'm going to show up to community events and be a presence rather than um, just stay at home. And you could ramp that up as well and, and do various levels of governing in our republic because it's very easy <laughs> to get involved. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how easy it is to get involved. And all of that is because um, we're, we're a republic. But Well, I think if you were, you know, if you're like me and don't want to be uh, a candidate, don't want to be on a committee, blah, blah, blah. You, no. you are on a task force. Was. Okay. Was. So you were very recently very, very on a task term, but there, I didn't there, want, there's but I temporary. didn't want to be there, but I didn't want to be <laughs> okay. there. I, I stand by that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there are all kinds of other things. I mean, you think, what are, what are the problems in this mm -hmm. world? What are the problems? I mean, maybe you, you pick fear. Everyone's anxious or afraid. Okay. You know what? Um, if you give yourself a two year time horizon, like you were suggesting, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot that you can do to invest in other people and lower anxiety levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, we're just even thinking about how can we expand having some kind of a neighborhood thing to a bigger group so that more people feel like they know people mm. who live nearby them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a simple, you know, it's not, well, it's not political, but it, it's one, you know, ratchet by mm -hmm. which we can lower right. anxiety levels or maybe, um, you think about uh, homelessness. Oh, that's terrible. We need somebody who's going to legislate that away. It's, you know, so far that's not really happened, at least here right. in Oregon. Right. Um, but there are, you know, I mean, I just was involved with a, uh, organization that is trying, they're trying and they're, they have houses that are, they call it stabilization house. They're trying to stabilize people off the street so that they can get 30 days sober so they can get into, you know, recovery house or something. And you know what? They didn't have enough food. So uh, I said, well, I, I think I know some people and know a church that could provide food. And, and guess what? It's not heroic. Mm -hmm. Three bags of food every two weeks is what we're giving to that effort. Mm -hmm. But it's something. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's really basically one person, maybe two people who are doing that. And you multiply that by very many. And all of a sudden right. there are a number of homeless people have food and that there's a lot of things like that, that you can do that will proactively solve some of the problems that, that we, when, when it's not our problem, we sit back and say, well, somebody right. else will solve it. Or and, I, or I hope someone will fix that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or let's watch and see right. and, and cause they don't get solved another way. And mm -hmm. so I guess it's, those are little things and they really aren't, um, you might say they're not much, but a few people doing not much makes a big difference. And, um, well, and the beauty of a Republic is one, that's even possible. You can right. go do something. And two, if you do that, things actually happen. And it, it is kind of magic. If there's a bunch of people within a Republic going, Hey, I'm going to do this then you actually have work occur and you actually have care for people occur. Um, I just, I just think that's cool. If we, if we were sitting here in a monarchy, we'd be going, man, I wish someone would fix that. And there's only one person who can fix it. Right. And if they're not going to fix it, then it can't be done or, or a oligarchy when it's just rule of the few or something. Um, but we don't live in those systems. So, Hey, this is our problem. What, what little piece, what little sliver of this pie can I help with? And then you can do it. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking when you kind of brought this topic up, uh, 
And I had done what I could actually to push it away for years and years. I mean, in 2016, you were um, kind of it being this podcast or no, it it being the problem. Okay, it being the political problem. It's like I don't, um, I don't want to engage. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want the church to figure it out. I want other people to figure it out. Basically, it was my approach, and um, and it took me several years actually after maybe you saw the light to figure out, okay, this is my problem. Mm. And so what, one of the things that led to was actually I started this podcast. And um, it, it has been the, the value of the, pro, you know, of the podcast has probably not been, hey, there's been a podcast episode every week. Mm. And you can find it on Apple and rate us and review us and blah, 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 blah. It's probably not, um, that's probably not been the value. The, probably, the value for me has been that, I've at least at some level owned the problem mm. and if, and at least owned that I'm part of the problem, I haven't d- done anything. So I've owned the problem and that has been kind of transformative for me. I mean, we've been working to figure, figuring out the problems. We've been ta- practicing talking about them so that when mm-hmm. we do end up with coffee with a friend, we, you know, have some, um, some tracks to run on and hopefully by us talking about it here we can share whatever tracks we have with other people but that's what we're we're hoping to do and we've done it actually now for two and a half years and that's a lot of talking it's a lot of talking um so thank you for still listening and bearing with us but but i but i want to say though this whole I, i mentioned seven habits in the sphere of influence i mean one of the things that's happened because of this has been that um, in in the spring, in March, I'm going to be teaching a class on the church in public, uh, leading the church in a polit- uh, politically charged world at Western Seminary. And that's come because I've spent two and a half years now <laughs> thinking right. about this. And I will say I signed up to do that before I had it all figured out. And I still don't have right. it all figured out. And, you know, y- you can uh, sign up for the course there. Um, and see if I have it figured out by first of March, but I'm suspecting I probably won't. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's my problem, and I'm doing what I can, not only to help me with it, but to maybe help other pastors or other um, pastors in training to do it. And then, um, you know, because of that, uh, I am going to end up in the spring, also in April, uh, probably sharing a, a series of uh, kind of one-night seminars with uh, our association of churches throughout the Northwest. So like mm-hmm. five different uh, cities throughout the Northwest talking about uh, some approach to how to lead a church in politics. Now, did I envision that when we started out? Not at all. Yeah, it was I mean, not did, the goal. No, yeah. did I, you know, would have, I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah. Uh, most people still think that's not very smart to even say anything about politics, let alone publicly like that. But, um, no, I didn't set out to do that. I set out to essentially say it, it's it's my problem and it's a problem that I haven't owned it yet. So mm. I begin to own the problem and one thing leads to another. So anyway, I, uh, I mean, you did the same thing. You hadn't run for office when we started this podcast. Mm. And uh, I mean, you owned the problem and ran for office. And so there, I think there is a sense in which that whole, I, the whole idea of saying, you know what, this is our problem and there's something for us to do about it is is really worth uh, considering. And it might be small and it might be just, 
you know, if you talk to two people about it, then all of a sudden, instead of just you, there's three people now mm-hmm. who uh, are thinking uh, about it in a little different way. And it's, you'll be surprised how the cumulative effect of that over time will make a difference. And so I'm, I'm hoping and praying it'll make a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that's, uh, that's kind of um, I guess my encouragement is that if you were to own the problem, you'd be surprised um, that you can affect the problem, actually. Right. In our, in our hope, one of, the, one of the things we're trying to do with this, this podcast is give you listeners some tools so you don't have to make this up on your own. So w- we've been figuring it out for well over three years, and we'd all say we don't have it figured out yet, but uh, we've made a lot of attempts, so you don't have to make some of those attempts. And you can just, oh, this, this is one thing, and this is how we talk about this. And or I disagreed with them about this, right. and then you're still ahead, right? right? Because you were more clear. Yeah, right. that's fine. Right. So that, that's one of the things we're trying to do. And uh, the hope would be you, you hear even something like this and go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go attempt. I'm going to go try. And even if it doesn't go as well as you'd hope, there's no, there's no failing in the trying. That'll, that'll be good. That'll be worthwhile. So, Well, good. I'm sorry, Eric, that you have a problem, but it's, <laughs> I share it with you. It's our problem. Okay, it's like, after all that, <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> well, listeners, uh, you all share the problem with me and I hope you will um, take responsibility rather than just sit at home and, and hope someone else does something. I'm glad you're all actors that can do things and um, God, God made us able to do things and we can engage. So uh, we hope to help you in the engagement. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review would go a long way to getting this to other people and share it with a friend, have coffee with them, talk with them. Uh, if you have questions, you can send them to, to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com and we look forward to the next conversation.